Hello everybody, thanks for joining me for another episode of Deeper Than Skin. I am your host Ramya, um, we are here another time, we're going to have some wonderful discussions, so sit back, relax, make your cup of coffee, turn up the volume in the car, you know, put up your feet in the chair, just relax and let's go on this journey together. Thank you so much again for joining discuss with a friend share with a friend and you know just keep following and keep sharing in in this journey that we're on thank you thank you and i hope you have a wonderful episode all right so let's get into it um today we want to center discussions around um inauthenticity how how far we've come you know the the toll that it's taking on our mind on our bodies um how far it's drifting us from from the destinies that we want to actually create for ourselves and just on a whole how how dysfunctional it all is to to continue to live in an inauthentic way i mean You know, how does one live for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years in the shadow of who he or she really is and have any kind of semblance of real joy, real peace, you know? Um, how, how does it work? You know, you've, you've never allowed yourself to to step into that light, to step into the things that really enliven you. You, you, you know, what, what quality of life can you have when, when every day it's just contemplating, okay, I need to please this person today, I need to please my boss, I need to please my, my significant other, I need to please my co-workers, I need to please A, I need to please be so I have to keep juggling all these different personalities and I have to be this person in this context I have to be that person in that context um, you know I'm struggling I'm suffering you know I'm imploding because it's so demanding to to pretend to be all these things you know I can't even be honest because I fear that it might might affect um, the persons around me negatively if I say you know I don't want to be a part of this anymore or I don't really like this you know we, we, we'll probably say it in private you know a thing that happens a lot is is we put on this smile in front of everybody else and How's the job? Oh, it's lovely. I'm making progress. I'm doing these wonderful projects. But in the back of our minds, I'm like, I just can't wait to leave this place. Like, I just can't wait to get this over with. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm just sick. But whenever we're faced, you know, with, with, with an opportunity to be, to be authentic, to be honest with, with persons in our surroundings, we always choose to, 
to maintain this facade of I am great, I am excellent, I am in good spirits. Oh, everything is lovely. Life is lovely. I am blessed and highly favored and everything that comes with it. And we even go as far as to post these things on social media that would want to make us seem as if we're living that 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 very electric life, that very enjoyable life, but in the comfort of our own homes, you know, in our most private times, all we can think about is escaping. You know, all we want to do is escape, escape, escape. I mean, if you look at it, how many of us, like, the theme of our lives for a while has been to escape. You know, we're always thinking about the next place to be because we never, we never can really be fully present in the moment because in our minds we know that this is not even something that we want to show up for really. It's like we're living our entire lives under duress. You know, it's like we're under arrest. And the arresting officers are the expectations of the, per of the persons around us. The expectations of our families. The expectations of whatever the social standard has been. So we're under arrest, but we don't even have the option to have due representation when we are arrested. Because we choose to plead the fifth. Or we just choose to accept the charges. We plead guilty to the charges. All the time. All the time. And the more we plead guilty, the more we erode our sense of self. And the more we lay that kind of platform for, for accepting whatever is given to us and you know, as I, I said in the previous episode, keep, kept on morphing ourselves into these kinds of things to really fit in um, our social sphere is the more we lose the ability to be authentic. You know, the mountains feel harder to climb if we want to really overcome this kind of struggle that we've, we've found ourselves in. But how can it be that we are afraid to represent our own selves? You know, how can it be that we are afraid to, to own the things that are, that are close to us, that are important to us? You know, how are we more ready to, to suffer on the altar of somebody else's needs, somebody else's expectation, but whenever it comes on to, to, to our own um, wants and our own needs and the things that you know, would have been important to us, would be good for our lives, we seem to not have enough capital, emotional capital, emotional willpower to really push ourselves to, 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 towards those things and to break away from the mold that we found ourselves in. How is it that we, we cannot do these things? Is it that we don't love ourselves? You know, 
have we been been taught to just or have we just accepted that this is what it is i do what my boss wants because i need the money i i do what my 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 girlfriend wants or boyfriend wants whoever it is girl or boy wife or husband do i just do what they want because um yeah, I'm afraid of confrontation. I'm afraid to, to, to fight. Let's examine that for a bit. You know, are we so afraid of confrontation? Are we so afraid of disappointing the persons around us? Are we so afraid of, of losing a few fans, as it were? that we continue to sacrifice ourselves on the altar of the expectations of others. You know, how is it that we are living without boundaries? We just allow persons to move us in this direction, to move us in that direction. We allow ourselves to be drawn in divergent directions. 24 hours of the day we don't really make a stance this is my standard i am not going to do this this is not what i want to do and we know these things subconsciously because when we come home all we want to do is escape we come home after work and we just want to be drowned in the netflix we just want to be drowned in the vlogs on youtube we just want to be drowned in the social media, the scrolling, the Twitter, anything to help us forget how small we feel in our real lives, how out of control we feel in our real lives. And then that escape just becomes something that we accept as part of the course. So yeah, I come home, it's just Netflix, 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 I'm just anything I can do to forget how inauthentic my life is. And then even as we try to escape the resentment for the persons that are inflicting us with these things, it just keeps growing, keeps growing to a bubbling point. Resentment turns to anger. Anger turns to, to some kind of um, you know, hostility in how we approach even the persons that really care for us because all of a sudden now the persons who care for us are, are sometimes the only victims of the hostility that we've developed. Which is odd because the persons who have been having us in these kinds of positions or the persons whom we have allowed is the more accurate terminology to have us doing these things to have us you know locked in these in these specific areas that we don't want to be in we we are so nice to them we are so calm to them we are like oh yes it's fine i'm good and yes for sure i can do that no problem Oh, you want me to work all night? It's fine. I'll just call a sitter for my kids. 
but the persons who have been there in our lives and encouraging us and, and want the best for us is like all that resentment now. They are the outlet, all that anger. They are the outlet, all that disregard, all that hate. They have become the outlet. So, our inauthenticity really, you know, has allowed us to become aggressive, hostile, you know, unfeeling and uncaring to the persons that are actually there for us, that actually care about us. But on the flip side, the oppressors, we are actually really nice to them. And it, it's baffling. We are nice to them, even though we are perfectly aware of their manipulations and everything else that they want to do. But we are just so willingly complicit to everything, to, to every, everything. We are just willingly complicit. So let's, let's examine that now. Let's examine that now. Let me pose the question to you. Isn't your authenticity too big of a burden for you to bear? Hmm? The things you want to do are passing by. The people who you want to connect with are passing by. The places you want to go, you're not going to them. The quality life that you want to live, the quality of life that you want to live, the one that you dream out, the one that you think about every day, begins when you decide that your inauthenticity is a price that is too big to pay. And with that realization, the changes that you're making now, the changes that you'll have to make, those will be the primary steps now to get you into the kind of life that you want to live. You know, there's a feeling deep down that we want to have a feeling of joy, a feeling of belonging, a feeling of connectedness, a feeling of excitement. And even in the midst of challenge, that feeling of joy and excitement transcends whatever pain and challenge you would have been feeling as a result of trying to strive towards this thing. You know, that feeling where there is alignment. I am who I want to be. I am who I say I am. Not an amalgamation of the expectations of the persons around me. You know. Isn't, isn't it a sad life where you can't even do the things that, that mean something to you? Isn't it a, a sad life where Every decision, you have to filter it through. Okay, what would my church think? What would my mom think? What would my boss think? How would I be viewed? 
and then we go through this cycle of decision filtering to the point where we just stay where we are absolute paralysis and then we go into this spiral of anxiety and oh but I don't want to let down the church I don't want to let down my mom I don't want to let down my dad I don't want my friends to think that me switch up I don't want my my friends to think that I'm a fake it's interesting you don't want the people to think that you're a fake for going after the things that really mean something to you. But you're okay letting them think that you like what they like. Isn't that the real definition of fake? That you want what they want. Isn't that the real definition of fake? Hmm? And, and, and our inauthenticity is not always doesn't always look unsuccessful on the outside. You know, we can be really good at what we do. Really good at the jobs that we, 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 we take up. Really good at the, the positions that we serve in. And people laud us for the work that we do. Oh wow, you're such a wonderful this and you're such a wonderful that and oh my God, we're so happy to have you here and the work that you do is wonderful and fantastic. But deep down you are dying, dying a slow but sure death. There is no creativity in what you do. There is no joy in what you do. There is no love in what you do. Everything is just duty. And, and not even duty from a place of love. Duty from a place of duty. So it's, it's my duty, so I'm just doing it. Oh, I have a job, this is my duty. So, so, so it doesn't even really mean anything to you. Because the duty is just hollow, it's just duty. You know, what is the reward for inauthenticity? We seem to value it so much. What is the reward? In your workplace, what is the reward? Maintaining your job. But if we really examine this whole job thing, right? How many of us are severely unsatisfied with the monetary reward that we are getting? We don't feel like for the kind of exertion and the kind of application that we have to do, the compensation is worth it. You understand some of us aren't even earning any kind of significant income to begin with but we have somehow convinced ourselves that hey I need to maintain this job that is undervaluing my gifts and talents and underpaying me but I just need to value it all the same because you know, it's better than being unemployed for a while or it's better than not having a job. And I'm not trying to negate the realities of, of being employed and, you know, taking care of responsibilities, but at what cost? 
really at what cost at what cost it's as if we don't value anything like we don't value ourselves we are just an object a commodity that's easily replaceable in a job and we just have to go with the flow because we don't want to upset the natural order of things and run the risk of not being in this job anymore. The same job that is underpaying you, undervaluing your gifts, the bosses are manipulative, no respect for your time, no respect for your efforts, but somehow we still find it in our hearts, in our bodies to just give all and surrender to this ill treatment wholeheartedly never ever trying to say you know maybe we deserve better oh how can i do better for myself how can i do better for myself in the relationships that we have persons don't understand us persons don't show us any respect But we are like, at least, in saying love me, or at least she says she love me, or at least she carry me out, or at least she posts me for IG or imposts me for IG. When are we going to come out of that at least mentality when it comes on to our lives? We are here for a finite amount of time. We are so tolerant of these things like we think that we're going to live, live on in perpetuity. We are here for a finite amount of time. And for that finite amount of time, the goal should be to extract as much out of our real selves as we possibly can. Nobody, nobody, the persons who bless you, the persons who inspire you, the persons who give you hope and, you know, encourage you to step out boldly, those persons are authentic more often than not. So inauthenticity doesn't benefit you personally because it leaves you in this emotional turmoil, there's this void inside you. You always want to escape your life. You just want to run away to the next stage. You just want to get home from work to, to, to watch YouTube videos. If you work on a computer, you're watching the YouTube videos at work. So we can all agree that inauthenticity doesn't serve you personally, right? But it also doesn't serve anybody else in real terms because who can you really affect as an inauthentic person who can you really affect as an inauthentic person you would not even have the confidence to do the things 
in a very commanding way because you know that in your real personal life that they know they, that they don't know about you have been a coward for so long you know we have been cowards for so long that we don't even remember that we can be brave we don't even remember that we can be strong we don't even remember that we can be bold it's like we've lost the sight of the power that we really have we've lost sight of the magic in our gifts in our talents but for some reason we just trade it in for at least we have a job at least we can pay my bills at least at least how long how long will we settle for the least how long will we, be, will we be settling for the least in all the areas of our lives? When will we begin to make representation for ourselves in this court of life? Because as I said in the previous podcast, as long as we're serving the purpose, the persons want us to serve in their lives and in their institutions. They don't care. They don't care about you in real terms. They don't care about your well-being. And I think it's fair. I think it's fair that it happens that way because our well-being is our personal responsibility. And if it is that we've given over that responsibility to somebody else, they will just do what they do and do the things that are to their benefit. So it just becomes some kind of commodity or some kind of tool that they use to benefit themselves. We have allowed ourselves to just become mere tools in our relationships, in our friendships. Oh, you want to follow me to the shop? You don't want to go to the shop. You have things that you want to pursue, but because you're afraid to be that unquote-unquote unsupportive friend or fake friend or whatever the case might be, you say, Oh yeah, I want to go. When you go to the shop, you don't enjoy the experience because all you're thinking about is, I need to come back home to do this thing that I want to do. This person is taking so long and you begin to get irritable with your friends and... You can't even transpose that situation to anything else. Anything that you've done against your will. Not even against your will. Against your true nature, your true desire. So you, you didn't want to do it. But you did it all the same. All you want to do is escape it. Oh, I want this thing to be over like right now. Can we just leave this function before it ends? This function is boring. I have to go home to do do my chores or I have work to do, I have research to do, I have songs to write. In our head, that's the conversation that we're having while we are there. What we should have done was make a stand. Hey, you know, I have this thing to do. I can't really make it right now, I'm sorry. I don't really want to go here today because I have this thing to do. Even if you have nothing pressing, 
if you don't want to go. You know, you just don't want to go. But when we sign up for these things that we don't want to do, all we want to do is escape it. But the more we sign up for them, is the lower our resistance to get to saying no, and to the point where we have just become serial yes men and serial yes women. You want to go here? Yes. You want to buy ice cream? Yes. You want to do this? Yes. Can you do this for me? Okay, no problem. When will it stop? When will we put an end to this kind of this kind of humdrum of a life? You know, do we even at this point know the things that we want? You know, a good marker is can you actually think about the things you want and get excited about them without having to filter it through what everybody else would want? So you want to get married, for example, or you want to, to sign up for some new career opportunity or some training course or whatever the case might be. You want to, to move out of your home. You want to live on your own. But you have to filter it through, you know, how would my mom feel? Uh, what would I think? Would they think that because my move up now, my rich and switch and all, my family is not good enough for me anymore and I want to move out of the house and, you know, we've, we don't want them things that may I show off on them and, you know, or I want to get married, you know, but my auntie I say, um, or my uncle I say, me need to do my master's first and, I need to do my master's first and then do my PhD and then own five business and, and then that, that before that time now I can married. So we, we, we live in um, our lives based on the scripts of other people. And it would have been bad enough if it was, if it was just one script. But we're living our lives from divergent scripts from people who have no clue who we really are at the core. And we're totally complicit because we don't say, hey, ease off. Hey, I can't figure this out by myself. Why do you think you need somebody to order your life for you? Really, why do you think, why do you value other people's ideas even when you know that they are silly more than the ideas that you have for yourself? Why does somebody need to, why is it automatically better when somebody else says it? But when you say it, you have to vet it against everybody else. Is that how little we, we feel about ourselves? Have we been so downtrodden that we don't have any confidence in our own ability to order our own lives? I mean, there was a time when I had a family member who kept calling me about my license. When you ever get your license, you never get your license, you never da, 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 da. At this point, I never had any car. I mean, I still don't have a car, but 
and never have no car, license wasn't even really on my mind. I had more pressing matters to deal with. Um, at the time, my mother was recovering from a stroke. And then them just keep pressuring me about this license, license, license thing. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, boy, I don't really want to be rude with my aunt, you know. But I cannot take this license, license thing anymore because God knows. I just cannot buy her. And I kept saying these things to myself. Oh, she not buy me no care. She not, she not, she not pay for my license. So what makes she actually pressure me about this license, 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 license. Until one day she called me and I said, you are going now, see? Me know of him all of my life. Me been not do that from a longer time. When we ready for deal with the license, when we deal with it, just stop call, call me every minute and I talk about license, 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 license. Like you work at Transport Authority or you work at tax office. Yeah, I never said that in the last two parties still, but yeah, so. I lay it out on the board. And it really depends on this pressure, pressure thing, you know. You understand? You know why you're pressuring about this license thing, just build. And then from that point, it felt uncomfortable in the moment. But after I processed it, um, it just it just went away. Maybe like after an hour, that feeling of anxious something went away. And to this day, she has never asked me about that license thing again. So I know that was just a, a small example. But the thing is, people will push as far as you allow them to. Especially, and the thing is, you know, most times we have the persons who keep pushing, keep pushing. And this is not an indictment on my aunt, necessarily. It's a general statement. They don't really feel in control of their own lives. So they feel as if they need to exert that control on somebody else to feel that kind of power that they are missing from their personal lives. But as I said a while ago, they will only push as far as you allow them to. The question is, how far will you allow them to push? these institutions, these bosses, these persons in the relationships, friendships, userships, situationships, how far will you allow them to push? How far will you allow them to push? So, so the question becomes, are you going to face the temporary discomfort of confrontation with these persons perhaps the temporary discomfort of, of unemployment or lost favor and that favor wasn't even real to begin with it was just on the on the condition that you were wholly complicit in their game of Pawns and kings, or pawns and queens, 
as it might be, you know, when will you fight back? Is it important enough for you to fight back? Is it important enough to you to claim the control over your destiny? That is our, that is our mandate. The world is yours. Not in the sense that it's materially belonging to you, like the name sign on every position. But the world belongs to you. It belongs to those who turn up for it. It belongs to those who show up for it. The kind of dominion you want to have in your field, it's there for the taking. The kind of dominion you want to have over your own life, over your schedule, over your feelings, you know, over your anxiety, your fears, it's there for the taking. It is just a matter of answering this one little question. How far? How far? How far are you willing to allow them to push you before you fight back? How far? I mean, it's been what, four or five years maybe? Six years, 10 years? And you're still just smalling up yourself to fit in every crevice and every corner. And even some people where really have no pedigree like that. There is no even, there is nothing even at stake other than some perceived relationship. And we are still, there is no money at stake. There is no promotion at stake. There's nothing at stake, but yet still, we just a small up ourselves in some little crevice and corners. How long? How, how long are we going to continue like this? How long? How long are we going to continue to be inauthentic? Isn't the price too much? There's nothing to gain. There is absolutely no benefit to us. We can't serve the world in the way that we want if we are inauthentic. We cannot elevate the levels of success that we want if we are inauthentic. We cannot develop the peace, the joy, the excitement, the electricity that we all want our lives and our relationships to be. So why then continue? Is it not a fool or an insane person that would continue down a path that leads to the place that he doesn't want to go? I mean, if you look at it, 
you're using your Google and you want to get to place X. Google is saying turn left. But you turn right knowing fully well it will never take you to place X. I mean, if you were the passenger, wouldn't you think that person is crazy? Want to get to X, need to get to X. But Google is saying go right. Google is saying go left. Google could be symbolic of that inner voice that is trying to reclaim control. But everybody else around you is telling you, the external voices are saying, take the right turn. But because the Google lady's voice is not as loud, we don't pay that much attention to it. So we turn right. And we turn right, boom, tire bursts. And we complicitly get up change the tire and still continue in the same direction that's what we've been doing with our life and our livelihood and our emotional states we've been taking the wrong turns and we continue to go down this path because we're afraid to turn around but is it worth it what value is it bringing to your life to go down the wrong path. 20, 30 years in, down the wrong path. Incapable of love, incapable of true excitement, incapable of sympathy, incapable of empathy. Because we are so bitter, we are so broken. Because we've decided to give over our power to everybody else and not reclaiming it and directing our lives like the real drivers and pilots that we're supposed to be. I feel like we're more comfortable being in the passenger seat. Not taking any real responsibility but blaming the driver. Oh, you feel a driver over here, someone? You can't drive. And usually the persons who are the most downtrodden or have allowed themselves to become the most inauthentic are the ones who have the most to say about what's not happening right in their private conversations, what's not happening right in the company, what's not happening right with how the company is being run, what's not happening right in, in the relationship. But we never really take any action to remedy the things that are not going right in our own lives. You know, we're just megaphones for advertisement of problems. Or we've just become Avast or McAfee. Our only purpose is to identify the Trojan horse or identify the virus but we never actually get to, to working on eradicating said virus or fixing said virus or destroying the Trojan horse 
We are just complicit. Complainingly complicit. And then we try to escape our lives every day. Alcohol, drugs, movies, social. Every passing minute we have to have something in our ears because anything is better than hearing our own selves. That's the kind of level that we've descended to. But we cannot continue like this. It serves no one for us to just be pawns in our lives to game of chess. We have to take control. We have to develop that courage to be our authentic selves. We have to be willing to face that temporary discomfort to get to that better destination. We have to learn to ignore all those signs and loud shouting about turn right, turn right, turn right. But listen to our internal GPS that's saying, my friend, turn left. The destination that you want to arrive, you have to turn left. In authenticity, a price that is too much to pay, has been too much, continues to be too much of a price for us to pay. So going forward, let us let us examine the points of inauthenticity in our speech, in our actions, in our, in our views, in, our, in how we love, in what we like, in how we show up for ourselves. And begin to, to unmask, to strip away all the pretentious layers that we think are bringing us some kind of success or just trying to pacify whoever it is when really their responses are outside of our control. It's not our responsibility to manage how people react to what we do, but it's our responsibility to manage what we do. So let us strive to become better managers of our lives. Let us strive to be more authentic in every way, day by day, day by day. Again, a lot to think about. So, discuss it with your friends, discuss it with your family, share. Um, try to be as authentic as you can while you share, you know, ponder on these things. And let's see. Let's see the quality of our lives change and, you know, tap into that electricity and that, that feeling deep down that we all want to, to reproduce day in, day out. Yes, it's been another episode of Skin Deep with Ramia. Thank you so much for joining and we'll see you again sometime soon.